you uh you caught me in the middle of a mic check actually so so i have about two minutes recorded now well that's good i'm glad that your wookie noise was part of your <laughs> mic check it wasn't exactly it, whatever i'm gonna send you the whole audio file you'll you'll see what's going on um, sure i will anyway i was stretching when you uh logged in so well it was a very funny noise you know what else is a funny noise jeff what the sound of the automaton. That's really where you're going to start this, yeah. is the automaton. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, so, like, you're, you're, you're not, you're not wrong, if that's where we're going to start. Makes a funny noise. Like your Wookiee noise. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Jeff, and welcome to the Sound Judgment Podcast. Where every episode, we'll be discussing all of the important musical topics, from reviews to which member of Motley Crue is the most vile. I'm gonna judge the officials. I'm gonna judge all the judges. It's gonna take you people years to recover from all my opinions. Chris, what is our, what is our topic here? Why are we talking about the automaton? Um, we're talking about the automaton because, uh, I was, um, I was listening to, to Frank Zappa the one night and I realized that I can't take the xylophone seriously anymore. And I thought it might be fun to talk about, uh, all of the instruments we can't take seriously. Oh, okay. That's an interesting way to put it. So I, I have to throw this out there cause I always love how we do this. Um, we will give each other a topic, but not really be specific with what exactly we have in mind. Yeah. So you described this to me as just, let's talk about goofy instruments. Yeah. And I love that I wasn't exactly sure how to go about, like, what I was looking for exactly. So I think that's, it, because instruments I can't take seriously is a different question to me. I mean, obviously there's some overlap, but still, well, that's, yeah. that's just kind I, and, of fun. I'm glad I... that that's where you're starting. And I think that we have, um, we'll probably have some overlap on other things oh, too, yeah. but, you know. The Miku <clears throat> pedal's on the list, don't worry. Yeah, okay. Um, but that so was actually, the initial thought. That was the initial thought, though, is okay. like, man, I just can't take the xylophone seriously anymore. Like, anytime you can put it in the most serious setting, you can put it at a funeral, and I'm just going to chuckle. I like the idea of... I, I like that you were implying that at one point in time, you could take the xylophone seriously. Because yeah, I'm not sure I ever took the xylophone seriously. Probably the first time that I saw it in like a non-child context on like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. I, when, I, when I saw them use it in like a symphony or an orchestra or some shit. And then that quickly okay, went yeah. out the window as soon as I listened to like weird prog music. Now, in all fairness, I bet I could change your mind because there are... Um, xylophone and other related instruments, uh, vibraphone, marimba, so on and so forth. Other laid out the same style instruments that are played with with soft mallet. Um, I bet I could change your mind if I gave you in the context something significantly more. I don't want to say serious because I don't think it's ever like a serious instrument, really. But there are definitely, like, you know, okay, how do I want to say this? Everything we talk about here when it comes to, like, weird instruments, there are people who are virtuosos at it. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. There's a man named Gary Burton who is a, like, jazz... No, he plays the vibraphone, but again, it's it's uh, it's effectively a, a xylophone for, you know, 
for the common person, the difference is, is negligible. Yeah. Um, he's a jazz player, and he is an absolute, an absolute virtuoso, and he is absolutely incredible. I bet if you if you watched him for a little bit, your opinion would change to the extent of like, okay, I can take this man seriously. Oh, I'm sure. He's yeah. talented. But the instrument itself is just like it's just a silly sounding instrument. Like it's a xylophone. Yeah. Um, I mean, now, I can say the same gonna... thing about the theremin, which we already talked earlier this year about an album that you enjoyed that prominently used the theremin. Uh, yeah, Caroline Ike. Yes. Yeah, so I actually did not write that down. I, I think that's kind of a given. I, I want to say, like, if I were to make a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like an iceberg chart of weird instruments, right? Yeah. Surely theremin is, like, Tip. above water. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's in the peak. It's one of the, it's it's like your yeah. introduction to weird instruments, right? Like, surely yeah. it's up there, at least in the top couple tiers. But it is um, fun alien sounds. But it does fun alien sounds. It's been great for goofy sci-fi and, and horror mu- music for, for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic instrument. Um, so I, I kind of was thinking about this topic in a handful of different ways. So I have like different, different like categories, I guess you could say. You're always organizing everything. That's how I function, man. It's just <laughs> how my brain works. So, like, on one hand, I was thinking, okay, maybe not weird instruments, but how about instruments that are used in an otherwise weird context? Um, I think, like, a, a big, easy go-to is the use of the flute in progressive rock. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Anderson of Jethro Tall, right? Yeah, I actually especially love in, like, the later albums where the riffs are pretty heavy and then the flute just comes in. Yeah, exactly. So it's the, the instrument itself isn't weird or unserious, but given the context, is just one of those just like, wait, wait, really? You know what's a really good example of that? Yeah, go ahead, please. Do you, Have you ever heard the Tenacious D Dio cover? I have. I don't remember it. I remember they did a cover, but I, I don't remember much about it. It wasn't the song I knew was the problem. It was it was last in line, which is a great song, but they have a recorder solo in the middle of it. Okay, so a, I mean, the recorder is actually in one of my other categories, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a perfect example. Although, if I remember correctly, their cover of that song was done in like a folky pseudo medieval style, wasn't it? Yeah, kind of. They like, they they kind of pushed the whole goofy fantasy element of Dio's yeah 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 style yeah. But it was it's it's very. F- it's kind of fun. It's the probably the best uh, thing I've heard done with a recorder since they forced me to learn it in, in like fourth grade or whatever. third and exactly. fourth grade because I switched schools. I learned the recorder in third grade in one school, then switched schools and learned it in the in the fourth grade in the other. Oh, Sorry, I'm having I, a PTSD flashback of the recorder. No, it's okay. I was actually just about to say like, wow, you guys went hard on the recorder, but no, that is right. You didn't move at one point as a yeah. child, so you 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 switched. Just at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, no, but how about uh, one of my favorite examples of this sort of thing? Like, again, an instrument that isn't itself weird, but was used in a, a context that doesn't really make sense is, is the band Yellow Card? Yeah. Do you remember them? Uh, absolutely. I don't know what instrument they used. So you don't remember the fact that they had an electric violin player? 
No, I don't. That, okay, that's kind of exactly my point. They were a fairly generic pop punk band who had. I, I only who know had, Ocean Avenue. Well, don't worry, he's on that. I, I'm sure he is, but. Huh. He, uh, here the man's name. The man's name is Sean Macklin. He's he's their violinist. Mm. Uh, at the time, I want to say like during Ocean Avenue, I think he was playing a a white Fender electric violin. God like, damn! And it's and I love the fact that you don't even remember it being there. Like that no. is how like inconsequential it was. It was so. <laughs> It was so uninteresting, and it didn't really stand out in any particular way. It was just kind of there. And I love the fact that that exists. It's not far off of, um, 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 oh my god, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. How they have a member of the band who doesn't play anything or do anything he's just like a hype man he just like dances around and if i recall correctly the story was something like he was a friend of the band's who was kind of acting as a roadie and they were playing in some bar or some venue that wasn't gonna let him in because he was underage until the band just lied basically and said like no 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 he's 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 part of the band <laughs> so he gets up on stage and just like kind of makes a fool of himself and congratulations he's now a member of the band <laughs> um not that that's an instrument but i think it's the same it has the same vibe to it of just like i'm not sure why you're here you're part of this band doing a thing that i don't know why that exists he's uh he's doing an interpretation of 433 yeah exactly constantly yeah. Yeah, constantly. Um, so then I'm going to take this a step further, and then like you have all these bands that they don't just have an unusual instrument in them, but they mix an unusual style, which almost always comes down to like rock or, or metal or something mixed with folk. And it's always these like ethnic folk instruments thrown in. There are a million metal bands that have violin players and psaltery players and bagpipe players and windpipe players and insert any other old ethnic folk instrument here, right? I mean, Van Canto exists, so anything can exist. Remember Van Canto? Van Van Canto is the ones that they're um they're fully a cappella, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean that's another thing too. It's it's. That's not necessarily a weird instrument. It's but not it's, an, instrument, an instrument, but if, I'm just saying, if that an exists, anything can exist. Yeah. Well, it's an instrument being used in an unusual way, right? Yeah. It's it's people mimicking, um, like heavy metal, music, yeah, heavy metal music with their the riffs, voices, yeah. right? They're they're kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, which I think is an interesting thing in of itself. But I was thinking, like, oh, like Corpaclani. Yeah. Or any of those, like, Fin Troll is another one. Um, I want to say Windrose also has, like, flute players and whatever, frequently. Yeah, there was, um, uh, I, oh man, I can't remember what the band was, but they opened for Corporate Clawney, and they just had a multi-instrumentalist who just had pockets full of flutes. He was just whipping them out, and then he'd, like, switch to another flute. Well, yeah, I mean, in all fairness, that makes sense, because a lot of flutes are pretty limited limited in key and range so 
if a song's in a different key, you gotta switch flutes. It's yeah. not too unlike, you know, if you if you see like a professional harmonica player, they will carry quite a handful of harmonicas with them for songs in different keys and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love I love bullet bands uh guys like harmonica vest. Is that him? Um, no. No? Wait, who had <laughs> I a mean, harmonica vest? I don't harmonica know. vest? Yeah, just like a vest with like different harmonicas and different keys. Oh, I do not know uh, who you're talking never about. Never mind. Edit Sorry. that out and post. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in all fairs, I don't think the harmonica is actually that weird. I know it's definitely fallen out of favor in rock music yeah. more recently, with few exceptions. But I don't think I'd actually call the harmonica weird in any context. When I hear harmonica in a rock band, I, I think like, oh, this is cool. We need more of this again, um, as long as it's not Bad Luck Friday. Yeah. Um, I don't actually find that weird. I'm throwing in a challenge flag. Hold on. I'm sending you go, this go picture of Bad Luck Friday. Dude has a harmonica, like, sash vest thing. See, I don't, okay, I just don't remember that, so I wasn't sure if that's who you were referring to or not. Huh. I Yeah, he does. I do not remember the harmonica sash. Yeah. But, like, yeah, absolutely, that makes sense. Like, that's just what you do. You gotta, you you know, you gotta. No, I like it. It's like, it's like the harmonica version of the bullet belt, and that guy needs a bullet belt because of all the guns. Okay, so you were talking about Bad Luck Friday. All right. I just didn't remember the harmonica vest. I apologize. It's fine. Okay. Um, so you mentioned the the Miku guitar pedal. Yeah. So why don't we go into that? This is not... This is the category that I'm thinking of as... The instrument itself isn't weird, but it was done in a weird way or used in a weird way. Yeah. So the Hatsune Miku pedal is a guitar effect pedal. Mind you, you can run any electric instrument through it, but it was made with guitar in mind. Yeah. And it, um, uh, I think we've probably discussed it before, and it's pretty famous for what it is. It is the, it is using sounds from the Japanese vocaloid character Hatsune Miku. So it either effectively scat sings in Japanese, changing the word it says with every note you, you put through it, or it just sings in ahs and oohs, or even the the nian or nyan sound, which is just like a, which is if I remember correctly, isn't that just like a a representation of like a, like cute a cat noise, noise or isn't something? That, isn't that what a what isn't that what isn't that what nian? It's is? either a cute noise or a cat noise or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting one. What I'm actually sad about the Hatsune Miku pedal is. I really haven't heard people use it much. Like, it really hasn't broken out from the gimmick yeah. phase. I've heard it used a couple times in the sense of like, oh, this is like, ha ha ha, this is funny. I've only heard it once, and I, I'm really sad that I didn't think to find out who this even was, because I don't recall. There is some band that a friend of mine sent me that used it during a guitar solo, and you actually wouldn't even realize it was the Hatsune Miku pedal because the settings they used just kind of used it to emulate like an ah sound. Huh. Yeah. And it was a very long, flowy uh, guitar solo, so it, it does that very, very well. Um, but like you're saying, you're surprised it hasn't shown up in a more creative setting. I'm surprised there haven't been people who have mastered the use of the Hatsune Miku pedal that have gone beyond, like, here's a YouTube video with a couple million views. 
Like, don't get wrong, that's kind of cool, but I'm a little sad that I haven't found, like, oh, here's an album where, like, the guitar player uses the Hatsune Miku pedal on half of the tracks because he can, and he's awesome at it, and he does weird and interesting things. Um, It really hasn't broken out too much beyond meme status, which I think is a little sad. I blame... I also question... See, I actually, before you even say that, I blame it doesn't track very well. So if you play a fairly fast run, like if you go, right, it might catch every third note. So all you're going to hear coming out of your instrument is, and it doesn't do that kind of thing very well, which I am guessing is part of why it didn't catch on in any serious context, is it's just, it's funny but it's not actually very good at what it's supposed to do. That's a very good point. I was going to say limited production run. Well, I think that was a part of it, but at the same time, they are for sale on eBay 24-7. Aren't they expensive, I guarantee though, for if... resale? Well, they're expensive, but so are a lot of guitar pedals. Okay. Guitar pedals reaching hundreds and hundreds of dollars is absolutely nothing crazy, and people buy them all the That's time. That's fair. Ask Ask any person who plays in a uh, contemporary church worship band. Yeah. They all have a weird hard-on for a company called Strymon, who Strymon somehow can take an effect as basic as, like, a delay or a reverb, and they can make it a $600 pedal. Yeah. But my god, these these church-going people love them. Don't worry. Yes, before you ask, our buddy has a few Strymon pedals. (laughs) It's... So stupid. Jeff, have you seen the fart pedal? Y- y- yes. Um, unfortunately, yes, I have. I that is, hate it. That is one of the least funny things imaginable to me. I- I'm sorry. I-, I did not find farting funny as a child. I am now a 34-year-old man who still does not find it funny. What about the woman who ran it through a harp? I am not sure I've seen that because, as a general rule, because I don't find it funny, why would I ever bother looking at it? You know what's fun to say, Jeff, is hurdy-gurdy. Okay, the hurdy-gurdy is actually part of my, like, weird folk instrument. Yeah. Right? So the hurdy-gurdy, hurdy-gurdy, old, um, we're gonna, you know, use quotes, medieval era, um, European instrument, and it's basically a box with a a wind-up hand crank. So think like a jack-in-the-box, but much larger. That, doing that, spins a disc. The disc acts kind of like a violin bow, where it constantly rubs on strings. And then you use your other hand to push little levers that push the strings into the disc, and it pinches the strings and pushes them in and and, and makes notes. It's almost like a... It sounds like bagpipes, but out of strings. Um, The hurdy-gurdy is a fantastic instrument, which was oddly popular in, like, 70s rock. Here comes the hurdy-gurdy man. Well, yeah, of course, exactly. But there were there were a handful of bands who who employed people to play hurdy-gurdy for like a song or two. Um, in in a lot of seventies more progressive rock, it just really became like a fad. Uh, it is another one where there is a band called. Oh, I don't remember their name because I didn't even think about them until right now. It ends in et. It's one of those, like, Eluette or whatever. Oh. I'm sure if I saw Eluvet or Elvady? something along those lines. Is that it? I don't remember. That's the free it's, hat It's not band. a band I'm super familiar with. Did they have a hurdy-gurdy player? Yeah, absolutely. I saw them. Okay, then that's who I'm picturing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I know that that's 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 another one that I feel like Hurdy Gurdy is probably in that top tier. That uh, the the tip of the iceberg, right? Yeah. It's up there with the theremin, as like uh, here's a weird instrument. But as far as weird instruments go, like it's fairly common, I think, because it's really cool. To be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Let me send you I, the um. I can absolutely take the hurdy gurdy seriously. I think the hurdy gurdy is Her- awesome. Hurdy gurdy is a cool instrument. Here's the spelling. Is that the is that the band? Yeah, Eluvietti, Elvedi, or however yeah. you say it. Is that how you say that? Yeah, I think it's just like a... I, I'm pretty sure that's the pronunciation because it's Finnish. Wow, that is... I was so off, but I also didn't know the, the nationality. So, so um, that's the free hat band. I want to give a shout out to their incredibly comfortable hat that um, they accidentally gave to me um, because they were... <laughs> they absolutely... <laughs> Do you know this? I only vaguely remember this story. I went to see Winter Sun and they opened for Winter Sun and I bought some shirts and they had like the same person running their merch as Winter Sun's. So their merch lady sets the shirts down on the table. I give her the money. I pick up the shirts. I walk back to my spot and I realize that the hat is taped to the shirts because she had it taped to the merch booth and the tape rolled up. So you stole it. So I did not return it because I didn't want to lose my spot. So you stole a hat. Um, listen. I'm just saying, what (laughs) happened is you stole a hat. Uh, if they come back through, I'll give them 25 bucks. If you say so. I don't believe that you'll actually do that. No, but it is the most comfortable (laughs) beanie I've ever owned. So they deserve your money. Uh... (laughs) I felt real bad until I felt that beanie over my ears caressing my head. If you say so. How about the Jew harp? I'm sorry, the mouth harp. I mean, you know what? I love the fact that like it shows up. Like it is called the Jew harp. I don't know what to do. So, why don't you explain the Jew harp? I would love to, but I don't even know how it works. So, <laughs> all right, it's like it's like that. a band, right? Like between a piece of metal and you. You, it, it, I know it goes over the mouth, and you flick it with your other hand. You know what it sounds like to me? What? You know when you're a little kid and like you're holding a rubber band yeah. and you're trying to like make music. That's, That's literally exactly what it sounds, what it like, sounds like. I don't, I don't quite understand the um, appeal of the of the mouth harp in any way. No, I don't find it interesting. I don't really see it used very often, aside from as like a goofy wong 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 sound effect. I don't get it. I really don't. Snoopy did a fire solo with one in a Charlie Brown, you know, short. In what? Which one? What? There's there's one where Snoopy's on a bus and he's going home and he just starts playing the mouth harp. That's how oh. I first learned what a mouth harp is. I was. do not recall this, but that's fire. Chris, do you know what the glass harmonica is? Sounds dangerous. Or also just called the harmonica. Okay. So the glass harmonica is a series of glass discs um and they they rotate you they they lay in front of you yeah. in like the, in like a box basically on the left are the largest discs and they slowly get smaller and smaller and smaller as they go down to the right side there's a bunch of discs and it's almost like thinking of like having like a stack of CDs in front of you mm-hmm. and they're rolling you know towards or away from you right and you lightly wet your fingertips and you you lightly touch the spinning discs and they create like a like a resonating hum 
if you've ever done that thing with like nice wine or champagne yeah, glasses yeah, yeah. where you can like, like rotate it and it gives like a whistle, glass. right? Yeah. That's exactly how this functions. Um, so two fun things about this. One, it was invented by Benjamin Franklin. Okay, great. <laughs> which is just like the weirdest, most random thing to think about. Finally, America did something good. Two, I, th- I mean, not that there's any like super notable performances using it, but one that I think is relevant to us is our good friends. Corn. You're gonna have to that. Um, used one in their unplugged album. Huh. You can actually see it really well in the recording of Falling Away From Me. They have someone just playing a glass harmonica. Huh. And it is just the weirdest instrument possible. And I'm actually surprised it's not more pop, more um, Well, that's more of a unique common. instrument. It's, it's unique and weird. And I'm surprised it's not used more as like a sound effect instrument. Like the theremin kind of owns that demographic. And I kind of don't think it should. I feel like there's other things that we overlook, like the glass harmonica, I think is ridiculously cool. Well, just real quick. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, because I was going to bring up another, another maybe not necessarily weird, but definitely unique instrument. Well, here. go for it, because we might be on the same page anyway. I don't think so, unless you're familiar with the great stalactite organ. No, go ahead. Tell me about the great <laughs> stalactite organ. No, no, no. Stalactite, I believe, is what they yeah, usually call it. Yeah, that was an intentional pr- mispronunciation, but go ahead. Um, So, this thing is um the the functional piece of the instrument itself looks like a typical organ, like you would see in a church. You have your, you know, your three tiers of the white and black keys. It has the, the foot pedals, the whole, the whole bit. But as you press the keys, instead of triggering pipes, or in a lot of cases, you know, just like an electronic sound system, it triggers mallets that literally strike stalactites and stalagmites because this thing is built inside a giant cave system. That sounds incredible. It is absolutely wild. And I actually had, I remember seeing this thing on TV years and years and years ago. And then I completely forgot about it until seriously, just a few months ago, there is a, uh, a guy on YouTube. His name is Rob Scallon. He, his channel, his channel used to be like, genty guitar memes yeah but then he's basically become an ambassador for just like learning about music and whatever the guy like tours the world and is like hey i found this person who's really into like this instrument and or here's a person who collects guitars from 1870 and just weird stuff like that and he did an episode of his show about this just a few months ago and it uh, it's it's such a wild creation to me i love the fact this exists also it's it's only in virginia and i'm now questioning if it's something i can like go visit huh i feel like i need to that's crazy because i was kind of thinking um about a similar instrument that okay can leave a cave but is made of bells <laughs> it can leave a cave <laughs> yeah it doesn't have to stay in the cave because it's uh bells and not stalactites and stalagmites Remember and i'm Captain assuming Bronze? you're referring i'm assuming you're referring to the carillon yeah yeah, so uh, the carillon is bell tower bells, right? It's it's the instrument like when you when you when you picture like church bells going. It is a system of pulleys that's set up to look like a like piano keys, but they're big, heavy wooden pulleys. You have to like typically push them down like with the sides of your fists. Is how most people play. Um, 
because you are uh, you're you're hitting these levers that are pulling pulleys that are then striking bells with mallets and these bells weigh in some cases hundreds of pounds these are literally like church tower bells except except for our good buddy our good buddy Mr. Caston Bronze Mr. Frank uh Della Pena or something along those lines I actually forget his last name yeah. I feel like a jerk now um oh. Yeah, so, sorry, Frank. Uh, Mr. Frank, who runs what is called Cast in Bronze, where he basically has one of these setups, but it's on, like, metal scaffolding, basically, that he can tow behind his truck, and he tours with it. He he does a lot of Renaissance festivals. He's also been on, was it America's Got Talent? Do you remember? Yeah, it was America's Got Talent. He got Or uh, was it X Factor? It was one of those. Uh, one of those, too. Shows. Yeah, but mistreated. And I don't know which. Very mistreated. Yeah, they they did not approve of him, which, man, that's a shame because he's it's so cool. Yeah. Um. Well, when your judge is Sharon Osbourne. Oh, is that the show he was on? The yeah, show that Sharon did. Everyone Sharon was on. Okay. But I, that's I another one where I'm surprised that more people haven't tried to feature him on an album somewhere. I actually am also surprised, and I don't know if that's just because he doesn't make himself available to it. Um, I know he has talked before about. It's um, it's really not easy to record. Like it doesn't record well, yeah. or as well as he wants it to, at least. Yeah. I mean, he has albums out. Like you can buy studio albums that he's put out on this instrument. But I remember but... him talking about that, like a Q and A or something once, because he does. Yeah. He talks with the crowd after every show. Well, I mean, he, he even after Q and A, he just hangs out by his yeah. like merchandise stand, and he will talk to anybody for forever if you let him. Like he's an incredibly nice guy. So I don't remember the context where I heard him talk about this, but he has complained about it. It it doesn't record well, or at least as well as he wants it to. You really, you really do lose a lot picking up the bells on a microphone, which, um, I mean, that's a thing in general. Like, I know that that's a thing people, sorry, off you know, tangent here. Um, in the, in the world of people who are guitar tone snobs, People love to forget the fact that you can't just buy the same amp and same guitar and sound exactly like, you know, whatever record you're looking for, because you are now neglecting what microphone did they use? Where was the microphone placement? How was it mixed? Whatever, you know, all these other factors that go into it. And I can completely see that that is an issue recording um, some instruments more than others. Like if you're recording an amplifier, you find the placement around the speaker that you want, and congratulations, you now like you did it. You know, you, you if you really wanted to, you can set up a microphone in front of an, uh, in front of an amplifier and literally never move it. It is always where you want it to be. When you are recording something like a like a grand piano, there are multiple microphones you have to set up to pick different parts of the piano up and get the right tone that you're trying to chase. I could not imagine setting up microphones trying to record these however many a few dozen bells giant bells that are just like strapped to this metal scaffolding uh that has to be an absolute endeavor okay so how about how about how do i want to explain this there's like two halves to this i guess how about the idea of normal instruments that come in weird varieties? 
So a, a simple answer would be, like, of course, there is an instrument called an ocarina. It's a small handheld flute type thing. And then it exploded in popularity in the mid to late 90s, thanks to the Legend of Zelda series. What's that? And you, you shut up. <laughs> and now you can buy ocarina that are made to look exactly like the ones in the game. Like they're themed, they're stylized, right? So uh, the next step to this would be uh, there is um the Wangcaster. Uh, whoa! Are you, of the, are you aware of the Wangcaster? Whoa! So... In the electric guitar world, two of the biggest styles of electric guitars are called the Stratocaster and the Telecaster. So obviously the name is kind of a parody of those, except in this case, it is just an electric guitar that is shaped like a penis. There's nothing really else to say. It's not actually particularly interesting. It's just a thing that exists in this world. Welcome to Earth, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there's also the Rebel Bass, which is actually a thing you can you can buy. And it is nothing but a four-string electric bass, but the body of the instrument is made to look like the Millennium Falcon. So I think those are weird, and I think that kind of goes perfectly along with your with your intro statement. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the Hello Kitty drum set that Zach Wilde was ripping on. Well, there's a whole series of Hello Kitty instruments. I mean, there's Hello Kitty-themed guitars, guitars and, and basses yeah. and everything. Or if you really want to take us a step into the genuine weird... Ooh, the pizza guitar! The Andrew WK the pizza guitar. Okay, it does shape like just... a slice of pizza. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I'll send All right. it to you. I'll show you. Let's get let's get legitimately weird here, and I'm not really gonna like bring up examples. I'm just gonna throw this out that this is a thing that exists. Um bagpipes are a pretty simple instrument when you really stop and look at what they're made of. It's just a bunch of pipes that are attached to a bag you blow into one pipe to add air to the bag and you use your arm to slowly force air out of the bag there is no limit to what people make bagpipes out of yeah um if you would like to take uh the the skin of a dead animal and make a bagpipe out of it, it it's out there people have done it so that's just a thing that exists. What if, so... um, what if I'd like a vegan bagpipe? Could I make one out of like a pickle? Like people just make bongs out of things on the weekend. Can we just get like an orange and make a bagpipe? I'm sure it is possible if you know what you're doing. Now, in all fairness, I think a lot of these times it really just comes down to like the, the bag itself needs to hold air, right? So I'm assuming what a lot of these really crazy ones are is they have the bag for the bagpipe and they wrap it in something. Um, like, I don't really know if you could actually use an orange and have it pressurized with air in any in any significant manner to actually function. Maybe the orange peel, but that's, that's a joke. I could get some pipes from work and I got a Dorito bag over there. Can we make a bagpipe? Technically, if... Yes, like, yeah, technically, yeah, you could. Sweet. Um, because, I mean, obviously you need the right valves and whatnot, too. Like, whatever. Anyway, enough of the bagpipes. How about the war guitar? Do you know what the war guitar is? What's that? It is a... I wasn't. I genuinely wasn't sure if you actually were aware of this I'm, thing I'm not or sure. not. There's only two people who I know of who've actually specifically used them. Um, It is a large guitar... They are usually, I want to say, between 8 and 14 strings, although I think typically they're 12 strings. And they are made with a very, very wide neck. 
and you are not really intended to play this with like a pick. You play this with both hands on the neck, like you're doing the whole two hand tapping, like piano looking thing, right? Yeah. Um, I know that a guy from King Crimson has used them before. I'm actually mostly aware of them. Have you ever heard of the band Behold the Arctopus? I'm sure I've heard the name. Um, sounds very familiar, but I don't know okay, if I've so heard so any of their music. So they are a um, weird avant-garde metal band. It's it's three guys. It's a man named Jason Bowers, who's a drummer, uh, Mike Lerner on guitar, and then their bass player is a man named Colin Marston, who, when he's not playing bass, plays a war guitar. And in fact, there are videos... I don't know the story, but there must have been a tour or at least part of a tour where Mike Lerner was not available. So there's a bunch of videos of just the drummer and Colin Marston playing a war guitar. Um, now, mind you, he is running his through tons of distortion. It's, it's definitely a crazy heavy metal thing, but it's a style of playing this large guitar-like instrument that I think makes it weird. And I personally have a lot of very complex thoughts on this style that all stem from, uh, there was a man named Stanley Jordan, who is a jazz guitar player, who he really was kind of one of the early innovators of, like, never plucking or picking a guitar in, like, a traditional manner. He plays exclusively both hands on the fretboard, tapping on it as if it were a piano. Um, like, he even, like, developed a specific strat strap that holds his guitar balanced in such a way so he doesn't need a, a hand holding onto the neck or anything because he's constantly tapping on it. Um, and I saw him perform live once. And don't get me wrong, the man is an absolute monster. He is he is in an, an incredible musician. He's an incredible composer and arranger and a brilliant performer. But it feels like it's a shtick that gets old pretty pretty fast to me. Like, it's just not interesting for very long. Um, and I came to that realization because the opener for that show was Jake Shibabukuro, who is like a virtuoso uh, ukulele player. And I remember leaving this show with a friend of mine, and we both kind of looked at each other and said, Jake really stole that show, didn't he? Like, not that Stanley Jordan is bad in any way, but I, I really didn't need two hours of this. And then this is also around the same time where this is probably like this is probably sometime between like 2008 and 2012, somewhere in that realm, um, where this kind of like two handed slappy tappy guitar style was getting really, really popular on YouTube and it was just kind of everywhere. So I feel like I was a little drained of it, but I still think it qualifies as a unique way to play an instrument. See, when you said uh, war guitar, my immediate thought was, you ever see um, the Kane Roberts flamethrower guitar that's shaped like a machine gun? <laughs> yes, but no, that is not what I thought of. Oh, that's a fun one, though. That's the guitar I want to go to war with. I mean, if I had to go to actual war with one, yeah. Everyone's afraid of a flamethrower. I mean, you kind of... You should be. Yeah. Jeff, what about the Wamola? Speaking of weird... is Speaking of weird... Weird kind of homemade instruments. What about the Wamola? I don't know what that is. That's the the instrument that was created for Les Claypool. Uh, I'm not familiar with this at all. It is kind of like a one string wash tub bass with like that functions off of a whammy bar at the top of it. Oh, okay. Hold on, I'll send you a video. 
Yeah, I'm I'm genuinely not like I, I You don't have to worry, he won't sing. Like maybe I've seen this before, but like this is not ringing a bell to me in, in any way. Does he just play it the whole time or is there like a timestamp I should look for here? Uh just go to like forty seconds. Let it play to like fifty seconds or so though. Yeah, okay. So this is a this is only is this only a one string thing that I'm seeing here? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty limited on what he can play with it, but so it's um it's it's a single string bass that he is slapping with a stick and on the end like his left hand is holding just just a lever that looks like he pushes the lever down and the the pitch of the string just drops dead and then it slowly pulls the lever up and it slowly raises in pitch. This is a lot closer to the rubber band thing I was talking about <laughs> earlier. Um this is this is definitely weird. It is very gimmicky. Um, I, I, I would love to know if there's someone out there who's like really, really good with this thing. I think this would be a perfect example of like, where's the virtuoso for this? But honestly, from what I can see, this is just like a pretty innately limited instrument. I, I really can't imagine this ever yeah, got uh he, he i can't imagine of, this has any publicity outside of it being a goofy thing for him it's again. it's got the one song jeff he's got the one song he's playing it here and i think it's just kind of a, a reason to let the drummer jam and he take a break yeah. from playing bass you know yeah no no no, no. i understand i just I, you know a lot of things start with just one person being weird and then they explode into a whole thing and i i, I get the feeling this never will it just doesn't have yeah. the capacity to There's it no definitely qualifies to it. It definitely qualifies as weird, though. Yeah. I'll, um, yeah, I'll give it that. Absolutely. All right. Chris, I only have one more thing here, actually, specifically, unless you have other tangents you want to jump into. Well, we can talk about what's more fun to say, hurdy-gurdy or didgeridoo. I cannot express to you how uninteresting I think the didgeridoo is. Um, yeah, no, that's Like, I, I, I really, I really... I, I don't even think it deserves to be on the iceberg of weird weird instruments. It is up there with the Vuvuzela as just like this is just not an interesting an interesting thing. I understand that it has like cultural relevance, um but I how do I want to say this without... No, you know, I don't even care if I'm being nice about it because I don't need to be. <laughs> Anyone who uses a didgeridoo in, like, a modern context is doing it just so they can say they use a didgeridoo. It serves no actual purpose in any in any way. It is not adding anything. It is not bringing anything to the table. It is effectively adding... Like, it, it's like, oh, God, there was that time Ghost did... Th they did some performance of a song where he played a kazoo... And it's just like, this is so, this has the same level of interest to me as like when a pop punk band covers a classic rock song, right? Or like when, uh, when Children of Bodom covered Hit Me Baby One More Time, it's just like, it is just the most, it is just the most, uh... Un uninteresting, uncreative, like it exists because on paper it's, oh, here's one extreme and then here's the other extreme. Haha, ha, mixing them is funny. Yeah. Um, adding the kazoo 
to a like otherwise like satanic imagery song has that same vibe, right? Yeah, it's doing ha, it on ha, the look how version I think is what they did. Yeah, right? yeah, it, it was, it was, yeah. but it's just like oh, haha, look how funny this is. Um, that I'm using like a, a kid's toy instrument on like the serious song. There's was it Incubus who used a didgeridoo at one point. There is someone who who used a didgeridoo like in in a fairly popular song in the early 2000s, probably. Uh, the song "Redefined" by Incubus is is showing up for me, so I'm getting the feeling this was it. It sure is. Yeah. So there's uh the song "Redefined" by Incubus. By Incubus? By Incubus. That that incorporates a didgeridoo. And by that I mean I'm not I'm not really sure he actually knows how to play it at all. He just it just kinda like makes noise. He plays it the way most people play a theremin, just by like woo like make some noise. Make some noise to get to yeah. 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 Which uh fine. It's 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 a it's a thing. It's a thing for what it is. So what's yours? Um, my last thing, just because again, I didn't know exactly what your thought process was when you just said weird instruments. No, it's fine. So I think everything I, has qualified as an, on some level strange so far. So, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of guitar-based stuff coming from me because that is a world that I know a lot about. What? Uh, surprise. There, the idea of playing an instrument in a weird way. Uh, was was like running through my head here. Like I was picturing, there's a lot of uh, avant-garde like classical piano pieces that involve opening up the piano itself and either plucking the strings or, I don't know, there's an example which like, here, throw a box of screws inside your grand piano and they rattle around while you play. Or here, tie a string over these strings inside the piano and and then they they are like half muted and they give like a dull thumping sound that or, or stuff like that expensive musical um, instrument to throw screws into it sure is but it's a thing that people do um or there's things like uh Johnny Cash I believe is the one who did this he he wrapped a dollar bill around his guitar strings and that way they just kind of gave like a like a kind of a rattly thumping sound when he played because huh. he was less worried about like playing the chords and more worried about like emulating a, a snare drum. Yeah. Which is the thing that people have done on and off in, in tons of different ways. I've seen people stuff socks under the strings or just paper or, or whatever. But one that stands out to me is the band Mr. Big. Um, So it's Paul Gilbert playing guitar and a man named Billy Sheehan on bass they have a song called Daddy, Brother, Lover, Little Boy. Oh, no. Which, the, and the, the, the line in the chorus is, I'll be your daddy, your brother, your lover, and your little boy. Oh, it's no. A, it's a really fun, like, campy, stupid, intentionally silly, like, hair metal song. The guitar solo and the bass solo alongside of it, they play in unison. Um, They don't use guitar picks in their hands. Instead, they, they hold electric drills with guitar picks strapped to the drill bit and they rev it and then they hold that up against the guitar. That way it's just a bunch of picks spinning really, really fast and obviously plucking the strings obscenely fast while they play these these melodic lines on top of it. It is really stupid and campy and silly and it's one of those things where if they did it longer, I think it'd be annoying, but because they pretty much just do it for one song and it's like, Haha, ha, it's funny. 
put down the drill, continue the song, and move on. Um, I think it's hysterical. Do you remember Jackal with the chainsaw guitar? No, actually. Uh, am I looking at the song The Lumberjack? I think you used it in that one. I, I looked up Jackal Chainsaw and it showed up, so I, I... I No, I'm genuinely not familiar with this. I'm looking. Yeah, this is it. This is a chainsaw guitar. Oh. Um... Huh. Yeah, there's just a chainsaw solo in here. Alright, that's a thing. Hold on. <laughs> you you want to see Tom Green get mad? Want to see Tom Green get mad? I always want to see Tom Green get mad. The dude from Jackal was on the Tom Green show and he comes down and fucking wrecks Tom Green's desk with the chainsaw. I really hope this was, like, planned and not actually a random event. No, I think it was a random event. He was pretty mad about it. Oh, wow, he really does. Just, like, walk on stage with a chainsaw and just, like, starts, like, drawing on the front of Tom Green's desk. That's really stupid. I mean, this description is, this is not a bit. Tom is genuinely pissed off and flips out. This is really dumb. Have you never seen this? Yeah, this is, no, this is really dumb, actually. Like, that's really, that's really stupid. That's really stupid. Yeah, so, uh, there's a chainsaw solo in Jackal. All right, well, that's a thing that exists, apparently. Chris, this is weird. This is a very strange topic, just so you know. Um, so just real quick, I do have to say, like, so again, a lot of what I was thinking of were just, like, weird things related around guitar. But I also, I found out that I was running into this this issue as I was trying to think of the idea of weird instruments, where, aside from the didgeridoo, because I don't give a damn if I shit on it, because I think it's unbearably stupid and uninteresting, for the most part, I don't want to just, like, come out here and, like, shit all over old cultural instruments. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Like, I don't want to come out here and, like, insult some instrument that's weird only because I'm, you know, like a suburban white American. Right. Like, it, it, it means it has no cultural relevance to me. Um, but also, there's also a certain point where, so, like, take, for example, there's an instrument called an erhu. It's a uh, Chinese erhu? and Mongolian erhu. E-R-H-U. Erhu. Yes. Who? E R H U. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing this game anymore. You stop. Who's on, it. <laughs> who's on third? Yeah. Okay. No. Who? That's not how the. That's not even how the bit goes, Chris. Who's? What's on so, first? It's um. It's it almost functions like a violin. You have a a bow, and there's it, it's sort of strapped in between two strings, and you. Hold, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. You hold it in your lap, and it kind of sits vertically. So like you're holding the neck of this instrument with your with your right hand and you're playing it think almost like a cello that sits in your lap. Yeah. Um and you've absolutely heard this thing before in any context where someone is trying to make music that sounds Chinese, this is like one of the right. sounds they typically go for. It's um, it's the equivalent of something needs to sound Jamaican so get the steel drums. Yeah, that's kind of exactly what it is. It's it's one of those and this needs to sound Australian. Get the didgeridoo. That's, I mean, that's, well, that's kind of exactly it. Um, the thing is, I, I think the problem with why I didn't really want to bring up, like, Instruments of the Air Who or, or, or a million others yeah. is what is there to say other than it exists? Because I, I genuinely don't know any context it's been used in outside of, like, occasionally people on YouTube. Like, I found people on YouTube who, like, yeah, here's, like, the Game of Thrones theme played on insert weird folk instrument here. And that's kind of about it. Or just, like, here's video game music played with these old folk instruments from insert culture. 
Um, I, I feel like there's not a whole lot that gets used in other, like, more genuine context, right? There, are, there aren't many more examples that I know of that are a flute being used in progressive rock kind of thing. Right. I got you. Now, there are just some instruments that I think are just interesting that I don't know how they or why they exist. So, like, for example, there's an instrument called a bazooki, I believe is how it's originally pronounced. And it is a Greek instrument. It is, um, I think it's eight strings, but it's like strings in unison. So you have like two of the same string, two of the same string, so on and so forth kind of thing. The way like a 12-string guitar is done. Right. And it's basically like a mandolin, but a lot larger. Um, so this instrument in, in itself, I don't think is weird. What I think is weird is that someone took this instrument in like the 50s, maybe, and they slightly changed the shape of the body of the instrument. They made it from like a, a very rounded back, like tortoise shell shape to making it look just like a mandolin, but larger. And they call it an Irish bazooki. And now it's used in Irish folk music. And that I think is weird just from the perspective of you took a Greek instrument that is however old, hundreds of years old, and you just decided to make a version of it and call it Irish. Was was it even made in Ireland? I believe like the, the per- I, I believe the variation was made by an Irishman okay. who who went to Greece and just was like, oh, this thing's cool. I just think it's an odd choice. Yeah. Like I, I don't know of any other examples of, oh, I'm gonna take the thing you made, but I'm gonna like change a single aspect of it and then it still exists. Now, mind you, that's how innovation happens. I mean, guitars have slowly changed for hundreds and hundreds of years by people doing exactly this. Well, we don't know. Maybe the original was the Irish version because it was made out of whiskey, jugs, and potatoes. I <laughs> I thought you had a serious comment for a second there, and I almost gave you a serious response. <laughs> um, no, that is not how that worked at all. But, uh... Yes. Okay. Maybe it was held together with whiskey and famine. That's not how that works, Christopher. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> so anyways, that's kind of the end of my thought process on when you gave me the topic of weird instruments. Well, that's fine. We <laughs> filled like an hour with it. We talked a lot about we talked about this a lot more than I was expecting. I know. It that's always how this goes. Uh, I really always I'm, I'm genuinely picturing like a 15-20 minute conversation. I was like, this will be a short this will be a 15 minute episode. And no, here we are. You know what I have to say about that, Chris? Have fun editing that. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>